Hello, another happy Monday to you all. Today we have kind of an interesting podcast because it's going to take a spin off of a subject that has been pretty much beat to death in the media recently, and we are going to talk about COVID. Yes, you heard me right. We're talking about COVID. I know you've heard it a million times in a million places, but as you all have probably heard, there's a new variant out that's even more transmissible, and they're thinking some of the vaccines don't work, yada, yada. But that's not what I'm going to talk about. I'm not going to talk about COVID in terms of humans. I'm going to talk about COVID and how that may or may not affect your dogs and what to do. That is some information I feel that's been lacking in the media. It's all about what you can do to protect yourself from others and how to care for yourself with COVID. But there just hasn't been a lot of information out there about protecting your dogs or caring for your dogs with COVID. Now, COVID has been found to be a zoonotic disease, which means that it can transfer from people to dogs and dogs to people. Now, there has been a very small number of cases that have been reported, but there have been cases reported with dogs and cats being infected with COVID-19. Now, once again, this is a small number, but there still are cases of that. In each case, it was found that all of these animals were actually in very close contact with people who had COVID-19. So for some cases, it may be that their immediate family members had COVID-19. And what do your dogs love to do when you're sick? They love to cuddle up with you and they love to stay right by your side and lick your face and lay on you and just be your best friend while you are sick. Well, those are the cases in which they are finding that these dogs have tested positive for COVID is after being in very close contact with someone who had COVID. Uh, the same could be true, you know, you really wanna think about this if you bring your dog um, to nursing homes. Maybe you have a therapy dog and they go to hospitals and love on people, or they go into nursing homes and love on people. That's the same thing. They could be in very close contact with someone who has COVID. Now the risk of a dog actually spreading it to other people is low. So please do not put a mask on your dog, okay? I know some people think, well, we wear masks, so if we put the mask on the dog, they can't spread it to us. Please do not put a mask on your dog. I'm actually even a little surprised that I have to say this, but masks are very dangerous for your dogs, especially those dogs that have really flat noses. They can be lethal very quickly. So do not put a mask on your dog. Do not bathe your dog or wipe your dog down with disinfectants. Once again, that is not healthy for the dog. It is actually very toxic for a dog. And it's even some evidence has suggested that the virus doesn't spread very well to people from the skin, fur, or hair of a pet. So there really, or I should say, there really hasn't been any evidence to suggest that. There hasn't been ev evidence to say for sure, no, it does not spread, but there hasn't been evidence to suggest that it can spread. So, you know, don't go crazy trying to bathe your dog with disinfectant wipes or give them a bath in bleach. Please, please, please do not do that. Now let's talk about what should you do if your pet does get sick and display symptoms. 
The symptoms are very similar to how we would experience symptoms. So they could have a runny nose, they could have a cough. Um, a cough would be really unusual in a dog, especially if they've been vaccinated with kennel cough. Um, or if they don't go anywhere besides your house and they don't visit kennels or don't really have a lot of interaction with other dogs. So that would be surprising to hear a cough in your dog. So if you do hear a cough in your dog, that could be an indicator that it's a little something more and possibly COVID. They're gonna have runny noses, weepy eyes. They might vomit or have diarrhea or just not feel good. You'll be able to tell that they just don't feel good going to be similar to us. Now serious illness in pets is very rare just like it is in humans but it is most dogs will only get it very mildly similar to kids how kids get it very mildly um, and we're talking about COVID-19 now we're not talking about some of these new variants coming out um, but they do they, they, if they do get it, typically it's mild. Now, if you suspect that your dog has a serious illness, then you need to talk to your vet. A mild illness can just be taken care of at home, where you let your dog rest, you make sure they're getting lots of fluids, you're trying to give them soft foods to eat that doesn't make their stomach upset, things like that. Now, if you have COVID-19 or have symptoms of COVID-19, please do not take your dog to the vet. Or maybe you have had symptoms of COVID-19 and you're still in isolation. You should not be the one to take your dog to the vet. You can have, some vets will do telemedicine and talk to you. You could call your vet or you could have someone else in your family who is not sick or showing symptoms bring your dog to the vet if there's some severe illness. If your dog, if it has been determined that your dog has COVID-19, because they can do a test on dogs just like they can with us to detect whether your dog has COVID-19, you're going to have to isolate your dog. So recovery and the procedure is the same as with humans, isolation. And what this means is you need to make sure that you isolate your dog from other people in the home, other animals in the home. They have to have their own space. Um, you wanna make sure that you are disinfecting their bedding and their bowls regularly. Now the person who should be caregiving for an infected dog should be someone who's either fully vaccinated or who has a good immune system and doesn't have any concern regarding low immunity and it um, you should be wearing a mask when you are caring for your dog and gloves. Now if you are sick, one of the ways to kind of prevent your dog from getting sick is by not taking care of them when you're sick. I know that's hard. I know when I had COVID people are like don't take care of your dogs or you know isolate yourself from your dogs and your kids. Yeah I have a two-year-old and a three-year-old. There was no isolation. I had both kids and all my dogs in bed with me while I was sick with COVID. So sometimes it's just not possible but whenever possible have someone else take care of the dogs. Do not have the dogs in your room cuddling with you. Kind of give yourself that space. But if you are healthy and your dog is sick and you decide you are going to be the caregiver for your dog, you need to take some extra precautions to make sure that you don't get COVID from your dog. So wearing a mask, um, wearing gloves, and then obviously lots and lots of hand washing. So after, if you're picking up poop from your dog, even though there's no evidence to suggest it spreads in poop, 
still wash your hands afterwards. If you are medicating your dog for some reason, wash your hands after. Anytime you had been, been in that area that you've isolated your dog, please wash your hands. Now isolation, it can be really tough for some dogs. Um, a lot of times if it's gonna be a long-term isolation, I recommend finding a room, a doggy-proof room in your house that maybe you don't frequent very often, like maybe, well in my case, a laundry room. Um, maybe some of you do laundry more than I do. Maybe it's like a mud room that your dog can go in and just put a baby gate up. So that way they can still move around a little bit, but, and they're not just confined to this small cage. If it's gonna be a long-term isolation, I do not recommend isolating in a cage because they just don't have enough room to move around and it's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt their joints and make them really stiff. So try and find, even if you wanna do like, if you have a smaller dog, an exercise pen and put it in a corner of the house where not a lot of people are by. Um, that's an option, but you need to be a little bit creative in how you are going to kind of isolate your dog as best you can during this time. While the dog is in isolation, you also have to be careful that you only let them out to go potty. So I would not let them run in the backyard. I would not take them for walks. They shouldn't go anywhere in public. They should just be outside to go potty. Now, if you have a fenced in backyard, I would even take them potty on leash just to minimize the chance that should there be secretions from their nose that could cause COVID, they're not run, their snot's not running on everything in the backyard, leaving a trail of possible COVID infection. So I would put them on leash and kind of limit them to one specific area of your yard and block it off when the dog is not there with a gate or something so that the other dogs can't run to that area if possible. You wanna make sure that there is social distancing. I know that sounds really funny. I kind of chuckled a little bit when I was preparing this. Um, social distancing. So if your dog has been known to have COVID or you suspect it has COVID, you still need to keep a six foot distance. So obviously if you're caretaking, you can't. That's why you're gonna be wearing your mask and your gloves. But if you've got kids passing by the dog, make sure the dog is out of the way so there can be a six foot gap in between. If you are taking your dog, let's say you live in a busy apartment and you can't, anytime you go out, there's gonna be other people pottying in the same area. Try and have your dog on leash at a distance of six feet from anyone else. Now, when can you end this isolation? So when will your dog then get out of quarantine? So the general recommendations is that they can end their isolation when they're symptom-free for 72 hours, and that means symptom-free without any sort of medical intervention. So without needing fluids or um, maybe painkillers or anything like that, when they're symptom-free for 72 hours and it's been 14 days since they've tested positive. Or if it's less than 14 days and you get them tested and they test negative, then isolation can end. So let me say that again. So isolation can end when they've had no symptoms for 72 hours and they've either been, um, it's been 14 days since their positive test or they've had a recent COVID test and it's come back negative. So that is how you approach it. It's very similar to how you would approach it if someone else in your house was sick, honestly. That's how you would kind of go about it. 
I want you to know that should your dog get COVID or even if you guys get sick, there is still training options that Pausables has made available specifically through this COVID era. So when COVID first hit and everything shut down, we worked really hard to restructure a lot of our things. So if you haven't visited our website lately at www.pausables.org, you should visit it because we've done a lot of rearranging and added a lot of new um, products for you that kind of came out of this COVID shutdown and isolation because, you know, especially when you're stuck at home with your dog, as many of you have found during isolation probably or when we had the shutdown, you start really realizing maybe how much training your dog really does need. Um, and there was a record number of adoptions during COVID, the COVID adoptions. Just like people say there's going to be COVID babies in nine months. Well, the COVID adoptions, those went through the roof. And here at Pausables, we are always excited when dogs get adopted out of shelter. So that was a huge silver lining as far as I'm concerned when it comes to COVID. However, you might have had all this time with your dog and now since you've been back at work or maybe just now you're going to be getting back to work in the next month you are now having troubles with your dog especially there's a good chance you might start seeing some separation anxiety with your dog because if you have been home with your dog this whole time and now all of a sudden have to leave and you know in a couple more months your kids are going to be going back to school that's going to be a really hard transition for your dog so we've tried to make it easy so that you can still train your dog and be comfortable and health conscious while doing it so we are back to doing in-person. We do a couple group trainings for a few things such as our canine good citizen test and our socialization class. But we um, also do, we started back in-person um, basic manners class and advanced manners class, but these are one-on-one -on -one with a trainer to kind of get you through that. We have, really launched and beefed up our what we call our virtual classroom so this is an option for people who either don't have time for in-person um, meetings or group classes or maybe you just aren't ready quite yet to get out and about in public that's okay it really is and if you would feel more comfortable when we do one-on-ones um of us wearing a mask we would be happy to do that upon request um, those of us who are vaccinated, which I believe is most of our staff at this point, will come out and meet with you one-on-one -on -one mask-free, unless of course you have requested it or if you let us know that you are unvaccinated, we may wear a mask to help protect you. Um, so the different um, services we have are we have pre-recorded trainings of our basic and advanced. So these are classes that have already been recorded and will take you through six weeks of a basic lesson, six weeks of advanced lessons, but there's no trainer support there. These are literally just classes that we have taped that are now available for purchase and you can watch them and do them at your own pace, but there's not gonna be any feedback or trainer support. We also now offer basic and advanced group virtual classes where instead of meeting in a group 
atmosphere you will meet online. So each you will be assigned a Google Classroom and each week you will get a new video training video as well as homework to do for that week. But the great thing about our facilitated virtual basic class and advanced class is that there will be a trainer that is um, available to answer questions via the comment boxes in Google Classrooms. So you're not going through it alone. If you come up with um, a problem, there is someone there helping you. And then also with those virtual classes, there is a live over Zoom Q&A session at the very end where you will actually get to talk to your trainer face to face and kind of hash out any um, remaining problems that you've had over class. We also have a bunch of webinars that we've put up and these are pre-recorded webinars of different topics all the way from nutrition to reactivity to kids. There are a few freebies in there too so you might want to go check that out on our website and that's under our virtual classroom. Um, and like I said, we then now have started our in-person, so we have a basic and advanced in-person private sessions. We have group puppy socialization classes, and they're not just for puppies. The socialization class is for any dog that needs some socialization work. So any dog that needs a little bit more confidence in public, that maybe hasn't been exposed to a lot of new situations or new stimulus, and you're not quite sure how to go about it, or maybe you've had a dog for three years and you just know they're scared of everything so you don't take them out, we can help. And then we also um, have different things for our service dog line. So we still are doing our service dog line. We've just restru we've restructured it a bit so that you can decide how much money you wanna put into the process and how much money you do not wanna put in. So we offer all those classes through it. We offer a service dog evaluation to see if your dog has the potential to be a service dog. We offer public access tests and certifications. We offer in-person private trainings for anyone. Um, if you are going through our um, service dog program and have been certified through Pausables as a service dog team, you will get discounted prices on our one-to-one, -one, but we do offer sessions for any problem behaviors that are one-to-one -one and you decide how often you want us to come out. You're not locked into, you have to do eight sessions. Now, if it's a severe behavior, a lot of time we will say, look, this is about how long it's going to take and try and give you an idea but there's no locking you into all those eight sessions. And once again, even our behavioral problems, as long as they're not aggression or really severe, can be done online as well through Zoom meetings. And this is where we will meet with you one-on-one -on -one through Zoom every week and kind of get a, an idea of what's going on, what you need help with. We will assign you a Google Classroom where you can, we will put resources there and training videos to help you. So we've got a lot of options out there, um, whether you just don't have time to get out or with COVID and the new variants and all of the, what, the fifth wave are we on now? Maybe the sixth wave coming out, I'm not quite sure, but um, we've got you covered either way. So please check us out at pausableangels.org, see what we have to offer. And as always, we are here to help. Have a good week.